RPG Academy presents... fifth edition actual play. Starring Michael as Arami Mott, Scott as Dane Seaborn, and Matthew as Cassandra Ziegengeist. Featuring Caleb, your game master. This actual play is supported by BattleBards.com. As you are looking out the window here, you realize that there is uh, something in the waves moving towards the window moving towards you directly uh is is it mermaids well you're not sure it's moving very very fast it's this dark shape in the water at about the exact same moment arami you're kind of opening the cabin door and you hear from the deck of the salt offering you start hearing shouts of alarm and by this point, you have recognized that when the, when people start shouting alarm and raising alarm, everyone starts to run to do whatever needs to be done. The sailors obviously know their jobs, and, and they're all being drawn to work here. So you know something is happening at this moment. So both of you realize something is going on in about a split second here. Dane, Cassandra, do you hear that? Hang, hang on one one second. And just as Arami says that, there is a massive impact that hits the boat, shakes it. You feel it lurch back and forth, and you hear a... And you hear a crack of wood from all around you, and the ship starts to groan and heave. You're... I'm going to have everyone give me a dexterity saving throw. Wow. Dane was caught with his neck uh, hanging out of the porthole and a mess uh, coming out of his mouth. So he's, he's not uh, extremely agile at the moment. He got 11. I think Army was caught in the doorway. Uh, I got an 18. So I was able to, like, pin myself between the doorway and hold myself up. Cassandra's high elven form in its lithe grace achieved a 21. So... The pen spun out of his hands. He looked up and he kind of steadied himself on the table and then grabbed the pen. And what is happening here, smashing through the ship's hull into the room where the three of you are, is a massive tentacle. It smashes through the hole right where Dane was moments ago. He just barely stumbled out of the way knocks the table and chairs aside, smashes through the door that Arami was just standing next to. 
you all stand there shocked for a moment. This thing is massive, uh, maybe four feet in diameter. It is a dark blue, so dark it's almost black. As it smashes through these walls and slaps down onto the floor, you see that it's got this strange kind of mottled coloring uh, in a Real-world example, think a little bit of the urban camouflage style of coloration, that odd mismatch of colors. Uh, But as you sit there, you realize that this pattern is moving, and this swirling is actually happening on this tentacle. And you all are struggling to understand what's going on. The ship is rocking back and forth. Now that there is a hole in the side of the ship, water and rain and seawater is all coming into the room you guys are in. The tentacle itself starts to move and twitch, and some of these swirling patterns start to push their way out of the skin. And there are now these smaller tentacles writhing their way up from this massive hunk of flesh. Uh, Within a few seconds, the room is full of these swaying tentacle arms lashing all around, and you realize that most of them end in what seems to be a mouth filled with sharp, gnashing teeth. Well, I'm sober now. And with that, we will roll initiative. D- Dane goes to draw his rapier and then uh, holds up one finger. Wait, wait. And then he throws up a little bit more on the floor. I rolled a natural one for a total of six on initiative. Cassander fumbles to put away his pen and his notebook uh, away from the mouthing tentacles as he rolls a modified seven for initiative. Twenty. Boom. All right, so as you were all standing there, this is all happening. You're absolutely dumbfounded. You can hear now the cries of alarm and danger from up above you on the deck. Uh, However, there is an immediate threat in front of you. Michael Arame is first to react as her training kicks in. What does she do? I look around for a lantern, which is probably hanging by the door, and, I, and I'm going to smash it down on top of the tentacle. Okay. Give me an attack roll. I got a natural 14. I don't know exactly what the modifier that would be. I would say just add your strength modifier, not proficiency. Okay. So that would be a total of a 17. Yes, you smash the lantern onto this tentacle quite easily. Uh, It is now covered with oil. And since you smash the lantern, that oil ignites. So you set the tentacle on fire. Very good job. I'm helping! It is the tentacle's turn next. I'm sorry! You see the main body of the thing buck and twitch a little bit almost in reaction to what's happening the smaller tentacles 
in the immediate vicinity of where you smashed the lantern and there's broken glass everywhere, those actually start to uh, wither away a little bit from the impact. But the rest of the tentacles are actually all still flailing about and lashing out at the three of you. And one tentacle each will lash towards you and snap at you with these very small jaws filled with very small, sharp teeth. So first we will lash out at Army. Uh, That's going to miss. Aha! Dane is also going to... Eh? Dane, uh, 12? 13. Oh, then we're going to miss. Lastly, Cassander. Oh, this might connect with an 18. Uh, yes. Alrighty. Okay, so... Uh, you, sir, are going to take six points of damage as one of these tentacle teeth mouth things latches into your flesh. And, sir, I will also need you to give me a constitution save. That is a ten. All right, so as these teeth sink into the flesh of your arm and rip away a little bit, you feel a wash of dizziness take over you, Mm -hmm. and you notice that the flesh uh, right around where the chunk is now missing has uh, a little bit of an odd greenish tint. Cassander, you are poisoned. Disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Thanks, bro. And uh, it is now your turn to react to this. What would you like to do? Can I get away from this? Is there enough room to like get away? Or, or basically everywhere we're looking in this room is surrounded by tentacles and mouths? For the most part, yes. Okay. Uh, the room you're in was pretty small. The giant tentacle punched a hole from one end to the other. Right. You could try to get around it to get out the door. Or if you wanted to jump overboard through the hole outside... Uh, but there is a storm going on as well. Right. I would like to take the form of a direwolf. Solid. I'll allow it. And that's a free action, right? That's this game, right? Bonus. 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 Action. Bonus action. Okay, that's my bonus action. And then with my regular action, I would like to attack as said direwolf. Okay. Okay. I am biting the one of one of these tentacles, whether one of the little ones or the big one or place in the middle i'm licking i'm licking this tentacle to see if it tastes like calamari that i hope it is what did you get i got a two which plus my modifier just in case you want to check me is a seven total so all right so yes your attack does miss why don't you give us though a little bit of a description of what happens as you transform into this beast and take a snap at the the creature even though you miss so i uh take a take a step back i uh kind of get a look around haunch my shoulders and kind of light forms around me and then suddenly i'm this autumn colored direwolf i snarl and then i lunge for a tentacle and in lunging, the tentacle moves, and the other tentacle moves, and then the other one moves, and my head is just kind of in the middle, and it looks like I'm in an anemone, and I'm just like... And that's it. Alrighty, so, uh, Dane, you are next. What happens? 
Dane is, um, he was obviously caught off guard by the, the whole tentacle reaching into the ship thing, but uh, having purged himself of all the poisons that he deliberately took on, he's feeling quite a bit better. He's also optimistic about his theory that the last time he saw a gigantic one of these creatures that was disgorging many smaller ones of these creatures, there was like a master creature with an orby thing controlling it, and he stabbed that thing, and he felt like he did real good on that. And so uh, his theory now is that if he leaps out of the uh, now new hole in the side of the ship, the bay window in my new cruise, uh, he can swim and not be nauseous from being on a ship instead of being in the water and then find this caster thing with this orb and beat it to death with the orb he got from the last caster thing who was doing this horrible thing and then he's going to have two orbs and he's excited about that so that happens he, he uh dane uh draws his rapier and says have at thee and leaps from the side of the ship into the water okay uh would you like to make an attack at any point during your movement here? Like a big, during your swan dive, take a swipe at one of these things, or are you just diving right into the water? Dane will not bother to attack until he's uh, penetrated the water, which I think he can do in his first 30 feet of movement. Most of that movement's down, right? And and uh, he'll take a quick glance around to see if he can swim further toward uh, like an orby, presidential-looking, talky thing. And if he can't find one, then he'll... Uh, give up on swimming this turn and just stab the tentacle thing. You know, why don't you give me a perception check? Ten. Because, once again, I did not take expertise in the most useful skill. Alright, so as Dane dives into the water, you successfully get into the water. It's very choppy. You're not used to this type of storm swimming around it, in it, so you're a little bit out of sorts. And of course, there is this massive tentacle right in front of you. You do not locate a figure that you are expecting. However, what you do see is that further underneath you, deeper in the water, there is a mass. You can't identify it. It it seems to be very deep. It also seems to be very large. You mostly see it by the blank space it creates the lack of vision around it Uh, you can kind of see even though the water is choppy you can see down into the waves but there's this huge 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 spot bigger than the ship itself where you just can't see anything and you see that there's something beneath you and that thing that mass has all of these large tentacles coming up and actually from your vantage point of where you are under the water here, you can see that there are at least four or five tentacles bigger than the one that smashed into this room coming up around the hull of the salt offering and wrapping around it. Aha! Well, this doesn't look like a job for stabbing this tentacle. This looks like a job for stabbing the heart of the tentacles. And so uh, Dane will use the, well... He, he will stab as, as an action, and then he will use his bonus action to dash and use 30 more feet of swimming to go down. That's what he's going to do. So he uh, cuts at the tentacle along his way and misses. Um, you know, he, he gets some of the smaller tentacles, but it really has no effect. It's just too large for a rapier to have really poked. It wasn't a good poke spot. But he uh, swims straight down smoothly into the depths of the black thing that exists underneath the salt hopper. Perfect. So let's go back to the top of the order with Arami. What are you doing? 
Did we establish exactly where we were in the ship? Like what, was it like one of our bunk rooms that's just no one else was in at the moment? Is it, was it the galley? Uh, I'm going to say it was not the galley. It was one of your rooms. That room can be uh, wherever on the boat is most advantageous for whatever you are wanting to do right now. I want it to be in a room where harpoons are kept. Okay, so uh, they might not be in the room, but you did open the door and keep your balance, and they just happen to be across the hall. Perfect. I want to take a harpoon, and I want to try to bisect the tentacle right where it comes through the ship in a way that it can't go back out. So essentially the, 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 the harpoon through it would keep it from retracting. Gotcha. So you're basically trying to pin it to the deck. That seems like the worst idea. But again, not, not pinning like the end of it down, but like where it actually comes through the ship, the widest part, to go all the way through it. Um, so now that like if it tries to come out, the harpoon, you would either have to like slice its own tentacle, fillet, it, fillet itself, or it can't pull out. Absolutely, yes. Go ahead and roll an attack. That's a 17 to start. If it's a strength attack that's plus three, it would be a 20 total. Perfect. So you grab this harpoon and you slam it down into the tentacle. Uh, You absolutely get a pain reaction at this point. It bucks and pulls back, but it is, of course, pinned where it is. I like to think there's a moment where Army has a self-satisfied smile when I see the tentacle can't retract, and then the beast, realizing it can't retract, decides to kill me, and it raises up its whip-like tentacle, and then that smile just sort of fades off once I realize what I've done. But I will take my other attack, um, since I've read my character sheet recently, uh, and I'm going to look for something else in the room, just a knife, a beer mug, a, a chair, and try to just beat on top of this uh, tentacle. So, so why exactly aren't you drawing your cudgel? Well, I, don't, I would assume I don't keep my Warhammer on me, just like I don't oh wear my armor when God. I'm at work. I just, wouldn't keep my Warhammer. You're, you're never not playing a monk ever again. <laughs> ever. So There are now I'm, rules. All right, and after this, I'll run and get my Warhammer. But uh, I rolled a natural one, so it wouldn't matter anyway. It's, it's, it's a perfect weapon to keep with you on board a ship. It can, it can double as a life preserver. It's made of wood. It floats. Not, I'm out of Warhammer. So with that natural one, I want to think there's a moment where I'm like looking for a weapon. And so like I pick up a mug and I kind of like, nah, it's too, too light. And I throw it down and I pick up something else and it's not right. And I throw it down and I just spend my entire turn and I never am satisfied with what I've picked up. And I eventually just stand there um, sort of impotent. Yes, uh, after that amazing success with the harpoon that you were so lucky enough to find, you were just plagued by indecision and uh, wasted the rest of your turn. It is now the creature's turn, and yes, Army, it is very mad at what you have just done to it, so it will strike out at you and absolutely miss. Uh, Cassandra, you are still in the room. Yes. Um, Does a 14 hit you? No. All right, so it will miss. Dane, you are swimming underwater with these massive tree-like tentacles. They do not react to you. So you are safe from an attack for right now. And that will bring us to Cassander's turn. I am going to make another wolf attack. 17? That'll connect. Sweet. Six damage. Wonderful. Uh, And I I forgot to mention earlier, the tentacle is still on fire. 
Oh! So, uh, it, it is uh, burning away as you guys are attacking it. The smell of burned flesh is filling the room. It kind of has that burning rubber smell, if you want to think of it that way. Uh, you can all still hear that the crew above you is yelling, screaming, communicating, dealing with something that must be similar to what is happening here before you. The boat itself is still rocking back and forth very violently. You can hear the crack of thunder and lightning much more loudly because of the giant hole in the hull, and you occasionally get the uh, very refreshing splash of seawater as waves are uh, splashing in violently. Uh, let's go back to the top of the order, Aramie. All right, so I don't have my weapon. I'm sure I can actually hear almost like uh, mental commands from Dane. He's thinking, thank God Army has her ha- Warhammer. Like, oh, yes, and I will run just down the hall to, to my room. We'll say we were in like Cassandra's room and grab my Warhammer and come back. If I can attack, I will. If not, that'll, that'll be my turn. Unless there's something like else in the hallway that I might need to deal with. All right, let's say that as you run out of the hall and grab your weapon, the, the, the hallway is actually leading towards some of the stairs that lead up to the main deck. And as you get a little bit closer, you can actually hear, at this point, Captain Grimudgeon yelling orders to the crew. Uh, you hear him saying something along the lines of, Get that off the mast. It's about to be ripped out. Help me hold the wheel. You hear him shouting orders. He sounds very still in command, but there is definitely something wrong. He's not desperate, uh, but this is very chaotic, and there is a great danger happening right now. So as you go back to get your weapon, you you kind of are presented with two options. Uh, the deck is above you. Cassandra is back behind you. Which way do you want to go? Back towards Cassandra. All right, so I will let you get back to the room but not attack, just in the time it took to grab your weapon off off the bunk. Totally fair. And uh, as you walk back in, of course, uh, you're kind of re-entering this area of all these tentacles lashing about. Does a 17 hit you? Yes, yes, it does. Ooh. All right, so you are going to take five points of damage, and please give me a constitution save. Uh, It's a three on the die, so I'm going to assume that's a fail. All righty, you are going to be poisoned, sir. Uh, Wait, if it's poison, I have advantage because I'm a dwarf. Oh, that's right, so uh, re-roll that. Hey, 13 plus five, 18. All right, then you are not poisoned. I retract that statement. How much was the damage? Five, you said? Yes, five. Okay, got it. Uh, Cassander, in your wolf form, you are, of course, better protected with your hide and being now a quadruped and lowered to the ground. Your animal senses are kicking in. You're able to see the movement of these tentacles and just easily slip out of the way as these tiny mouths lash and snap at you. Uh, underwater Dane, what are you doing, sir? Oh, Underwater Dane is up for underwater action. 
Um, being that the tentacles are ignoring me, Dane does not really realize this is important information. Player realizes, but Dane sure doesn't. Um, but he does realize that at the center of this black void, there's probably going to be something to stab. And he thinks it's going to be something important, like a heart, or an eye, or a guy with a big glass bead. He can beat to death with the other beads, so uh, he keeps swimming that way. What do I see? Perception? Yeah, sure. Give me another perception check. No. Lie about the roll. <laughs> There's no lying about this eight. It's it's just sad and sad. What was the total? That that is the total. Eight. Eight, eight is the confirmed no, that's, total. That, that's it. Sorry. That's that's all I got. That's that that's what happens when you don't take proficiency in the most important skill. Okay. All right. So as Dane swims further down, you get closer to this mass that you only see as a big shadowy shape. You do, in fact, see that there's eyeballs on it. There's a lot of eyeballs on it. They're all as big as you. Um, that means that you need bad. That means you need eight to hit them. So that's what I'm saying. Go for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Dane, having nothing better come to mind, will stab one of the eyeballs. Uh, and uh, miss barely uh almost hitting himself and uh then uh being really glad that no one was around to see all the whiffing he's been doing so far uh he will uh use his bonus action to dash again and try and swim underneath the festering pile of eyeballs to see if there's like gonads he can stab up into all right all right that's fair let's go back then to army all right so now army has her weapon she has the tentacle right where she wants it so she's going to rush over, spinning the Warhammer in her hand, as is her custom now, so that Kovar is forward, and I'm going to bring it down with all of my might, and I'm also going to activate my unconscious ability to uh, have the sort of form of Kovar surround me, so I'd hit it like really, really, really powerfully. All right, so here is the attack roll. That's a 13 on the die, 19 total. You absolutely connect. All righty. 17 points of damage. Oh. And then with my second attack, I will spin the Warhammer around so that Invar is facing. I'm not actually going to use that power, though. I'm going to save it because we need it. Uh, that's a 15 on the die, so that will hit. Absolutely. And that is uh, actually 12 points of damage. All right. So, Army, you charge back into the room. You are illuminated by this magical energy you are smashing away at this tentacled thing you kind of have this uh you have this very clear focus of see the enemy kill the enemy right you're just kind of charging in the battle as you smash through the tentacle you completely destroy it the smaller writhing tentacles all wither away and uh, it is so thoroughly destroyed, it just lays there limp on the floor of the ship. All right, I will look at Cassander in his wolf form and go, we should get to the top. And I'll start to turn and run as far as I can towards the top of the ship. I will follow after and then probably outpace her on the stairs. All right, so as you two burst onto the deck of the Salt Offering, your eyes are met with a scene of just utter chaos. There are 
massive tentacles thrown over the sides of the ship, uh, trying to weigh it down, and they are the things responsible for rocking it from side to side. Most of these tentacles have erupted into the smaller biting tentacles that you were just dealing with, and you can see that a lot of the crew are lashing out with weapons or trying to protect themselves while they are working. Uh, You see several crew members crumpled on the deck of the ship, uh, seemingly hurt or sick in some way. Uh, Two of the tentacles are wrapped around the masts and are trying to rip them out of the deck. And, uh, And at the helm, we see Captain Grimudgeon. He is standing there as lightning illuminates behind him. He's gripping the wheel. You can see his bulging muscles as he's straining to keep the ship steady and on course, fighting against these tentacles that are ripping it from side to side. Standing next to him is Tash, the navigator. She is actually fighting against all of these tentacles, keeping Captain Gumudgeon safe. So she is uh, flapping back and forth kind of dancing through the rain, striking out with two very small, very sharp blades. And he is shouting over the rain and thunder to his crew. Uh, He's screaming things. Get get them off the mast! They're going to rip it out! Uh, Someone get overboard and start fighting those tentacles off! We need to get the rudder free! Uh, He sees Army bursting out from the decks. Army, thank the gods! Get to work! Kill something, goddammit! Okay, I'll I'll kind of look around and look for the the thing that needs killing the most. And we will cut down to Dane underwater. Alright, so Dane, uh, having swam around to the butt, is going to look around and hope that his constant perseverance at looking might give him advantage with his terrible perception bonus to see the thing he presumes he's not seeing. He has this sixth sense now that he's in the water that, that there's something he's just not able to see. If he could just put his finger on it, he could stab it. You know what? Go ahead and have advantage on this perception check because that was a great example. Oh, good. 18. Goody, goody gumdrops. By f- by finger, he meant dagger, by the way, just in case well, that needed Well, first the one and then the other, right? It's, yeah, right. It's, it's, it's like the idiot who wants to hammer something. <laughs> Wait, that's how I hammer things. God. <laughs> but no, not you. You're okay. Yeah. No, no. When you do it, it's all right. So Dane peers through the depths of the dark and something emerges? All right, so Dane, as you are looking about very carefully, taking your time to see what is really happening here, you look down and you see that this giant mass, which is in fact covered by eyes, well, it's not really covered by eyes. This is just the pattern on the skin of this thing, and it suddenly connects in your head that this is almost kind of like a defense mechanism that some bugs and birds have where they have coloration that appears to be one thing when it really isn't. So what you thought were these massive eyes is just a different coloration on its skin. Really, truly, what you are looking at is just a huge mass of flesh. Hmm. 
So I'm not looking at a heart or a gonad or anything vulnerable, but a brain casing, skull, something that can be crushed or 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 dinged against something inconveniently on accident. No, but as you are looking around, hoping for a weak spot, flashing as if it was a video game, you look up above you and you notice that some of these tentacles have punched through the hull of the ship in additional places, and you know that the ship is very close to being capsized at this point. And you see that some of the other tentacles are wrapped around the rudder and are about to rip it out of the ship. Dear. Well, uh, Dane reacts very quickly and uh, takes his rapier and plunges it into the base of the tentacle that's that's leading the charge on the rudder. Since he's down here, he thinks that'll be a that'll be kind of an okay plan. Absolutely, sounds great to me. And then uh, he pulls out his dagger and tries again because I cannot believe how many. Ah, all right, that uh, eighteen to hit. That does connect. Oh, Ray, there is mercy. Sixteen points of damage as his dagger Damn. plunges into the base of this tentacle. Wonderful. So you are getting into position. Obviously, you were still swimming and dealing with the rough waters. That's why your rapier didn't connect as well as you expected it to. But as you finally got yourself situated, you found purchase with your dagger. You plunge it in. And at this point, this is where you notice Scales, the quartermaster, has actually joined you underwater. At this point, he swims up next to you and gives you an approving nod as he sees you attacking, and he swings away as well. He is carrying a... Harpoon? Yes, harpoon. So he, And he has a couple more strapped to his back, actually. So he is jabbing away with this harpoon, uh, and its blades are, uh, are slicing through the tentacles. Uh, with this happening here, let's cut back to the deck of the ship. Army and Cassander, you are watching all of this happen around you. This is all happening simultaneously, of course. You realize very quickly that you've got to do something, right? Uh, the masts are about to be ripped out. There are, there are crew everywhere fighting, trying to save the ship. Most of them appear to be damaged and injured. What are you going to do? Well, Captain said to kill something. Uh, so, again, I'm looking for a tentacle uh, that is wrapped around the mast, something that, you know, that's the most effective use I can, I can have, and I'm going to try to hit it with my hammer as hard as I can. I'm also going to in, uh, invoke the uh, image of uh, Invar this time. Okay. Uh, There's going to be a three, so I'm assuming that will miss. So I'll take my second attack, and that is a seven, which is a total of 11, no, 13, so still probably miss. Uh, The 13 will connect, actually. Oh, okay. Then I will activate my uh, you-know-what. We don't actually know what. So uh, it will actually be nine points of damage, as, again, I'm surrounded by a ghostly image of Invar, and I strike down with my hammer. Cool. So where you came out, uh, you're pretty close to the stairs that lead up to the helm. 
So you were actually striking at some of the tentacles that were more or less trying to encircle the helm itself and rip it out of the ship. Okay. So you are smashing away at these tentacles and they pull back from you. As your magic flares up, they actually pull back a little bit faster. Cassandra, what are you going to do? I would like to... Is there any way I can assess from where I am where I might help best? Like, if there's, like, a key location that I see is, like, about to fall unless I go and do something about it, or am I, or, or am I just better off just dealing damage to tentacles? No, absolutely. Why don't you give me a uh, perception check with advantage? So I kind of look like that part in Jurassic Park where the raptor's like... Wow, 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 looking around, except it's a big wolf head. Damn, that was a good roll. 21. All right, so you realize that there's a, a, a whole lot of options here. Uh, you realize that the ship itself is in danger of capsizing simply by virtue of the tentacles wrapped around the rails of the ship and pulling it back and forth. You know also that at least one tentacle bashed a hole into the hull. You think it's very logical that there might be others. Uh, from what you are seeing with what the other tentacles are doing and what Captain Grimudgeon was yelling at you, this thing is also moving towards the masts to rip them out. So you know that if that happens, you will have no chance of moving forward. So those are the major problems in front of you right now. But you also see that the crew is just getting destroyed. There are crew members collapsed on, on the deck right now. They're fighting with these tentacles, but they're not skilled warriors, even though they are skilled sailors. So uh, there are casualties all around you at this point. I think as a pragmatist, pragmatic, pragmatic person, is that the right word? Pragmatic. Uh, I'm going to go for the tentacles that seem like they're going for the sails because that kind of cuts our trip short. And I'm hoping that missing Dane is doing something about the capsizing thing. Okay. So you uh, dash across the deck here and you can make an attack roll. 15. Uh, is that with disadvantage? That is not with disadvantage. Would you like me to roll disadvantage? Well, you're poisoned, remember? Son of a bitch. 14. Well, that still connects. <laughs> so go ahead and uh, roll damage as you fight through the wooziness of being poisoned. Oh, I should have taken a disadvantage roll for the, the perception check, too, shouldn't I? Damn it. 10 damage. <laughs> Chewing on this rubber piece like something from Petco. <laughs> All right, uh, let's cut back to Dane underwater. Uh, are you just going to continue slashing at the thing with scales as he's there to help you out? Hmm. No, if, if, if I really don't see anything uh, obviously vulnerable right here, and I really don't see uh, a, a caster-type character with an orb who's controlling this thing, then, then Dane will, will uh, swim back up the tentacles, stabbing as he goes. He doesn't know that... that uh, you know, even though it looks like eyes, he doesn't know that it's any more vulnerable here than anywhere else. And so until he has information about a good point, he'd be, rather be at least closer to the ship. So if the tentacle thing breaks off, he doesn't get left behind. So uh, swim sort of halfway back up and uh, long a tackle. Roll to hit. Miss, of course. Well, we'll see. 15? 
That'll connect. Hey! 15 points of damage as I very sneakily gouge my rapier into what turns out to be a, a rather important piece of flesh. And then, uh, yeah, that'll be Dane's turn. He, he would uh, sling witty repartee, but his mouth is full of water, mostly relying on his gills at this point. All right, and beneath you, Scales is still slashing away with his harpoon. Some of these larger tentacles are now starting to pull back a little bit, but they're just so big. I mean, these are tree trunk-sized tentacles, so it takes a lot to get through them. They are getting smaller and narrower as you swim more towards the ship itself, but they're still big. I mean, they're at least as big around as you. And jumping back to the deck uh, army as you are sitting there fighting one of these tentacles, you suddenly hear that nearby, uh, off to your right, uh, you hear a scream and you see that uh, a crew member has just been uh, grabbed around the waist by one of these tentacles and is uh, struggling to hold on to the rail of the ship. All right, well, I will rush to their aid and try to bring the hammer down on top of the tentacle where the ship's railing is to kind of like catch it between those two things to kind of maximize the squishiness. Sure, go for it. With a seven plus six, 13. That will connect. Alrighty. For seven points of damage. Uh, That definitely causes it to let go. And at that point, the crew member starts to fall (laughs) because he was kind of pulled out from the, the, the deck and he was just holding on by his fingertips to the rail. Uh, so... Alright, I want to try to... I'll, I'll forego my other attack if I can, like, reach out and try to grab him. Yeah, uh, give me a dexterity save. 16 plus dex, which I think is 1. 17. Yeah, you can grab him. Okay. Uh, we have that moment, like, in Cliffhanger where I'm, like, over the rail it's up to my underarm and looking up at me, don't let me fall! And let's cut over to Cassandra real quick. What are you doing? I am going to continue attacking the creature parts, attacking the mast. I'm still poisoned, so I'm making an attack roll with disadvantage. Ooh, actually, that was a damn good uh, disadvantage roll. 20 modified. Mm-hmm. You'll connect. 12 damage with my big wolf jaws on some tentacle meat. All right, so you connect, you rip a chunk out of this tentacle uh, it is starting to pull back from the mast the wood of course is shattered and, and splintering underneath it but it has not cracked all the way through at this point you hear above the the din uh, you hear a shout and you look over and it's Kari the sergeant at arms and she is standing near the bow of the ship, and she is fighting away some of these tentacles, but there are three or four of them actually wrapped around her legs, threatening to pull her overboard, but she's standing very resolutely. She has a, she also has a harpoon, and she's kind of jammed it into the deck of the ship, so she's holding onto that with one hand, and she's swinging her blade at the tentacles with the other. As you observe that, Captain Grimudgeon shouts something. You can't hear exactly what he says, and he wrenches the wheel 
it seems like the rudder is freed up a little bit because the ship changes direction slightly, but then it lurches right back as some of the other tentacles rip it uh, back to the way it was before. Uh, let's go back underwater to Dane. What are you doing? Dane will uh, once more stab at the uh, tentacle that he's in front of. <clears throat> and then uh, relying on his trusty dagger to make up the difference, because 11's probably not going to cut it. Uh, that'll do it. Uh, unnatural 20. Yep. 17 points of uh, damage as the dagger plunges into the uh, tentacly arm. And then he will swim further up and continue to scout around for vulnerable points or things that look especially relevant rather than just stabbing the side of a gigantic sea monster until it crushes our ship. Because I think... Dane's pretty convinced that, that if, if he gets in a, a hit point trading contest of him stabbing the creature and the creature crushing the ship, the creature will crush through the ship well before he stabs the creature enough to make it stop. So as you swim closer to the ship, you you don't hear, but you feel the impact in the water, and you look over and you see uh, three sailors have been yanked into the water by three of these smaller tentacles that are connected to one of these big ones. Oh no, gurgles Dane with a mouth full of water. I'll get to them next turn. And uh, back on the deck <laughs> here, Arami, you have grabbed this crew member. You're kind of hanging over the side of the deck. What are you doing? So is there any any mass visible? Like I'm obviously seeing, you know, 20,000 leagues under the sea situation. Is there a giant creature that's above the surface of the water or is this just tentacles and then below water you just see tentacles above water here wrapped around the deck okay then i will sort of start to swing and try to muscle this guy and either get him on the ship or at least get him up high enough that he can grab onto the rail himself and then once i know that he's okay i will turn and i probably at this point i'm just going to go ahead and cast bless on everyone just try to give everybody a little bit of a boost uh, so I will basically shout out, Fear not, Invar and Kovar will protect us this day. And uh, everyone feels more powerful and successful and confident in their abilities. As this is happening, though, you look over to the helm. You see that Captain Grimudgeon is still struggling with the wheel. He seems to be doing okay, but he's just not making any headway. Uh, you see that Tash is trying to protect his back, but suddenly a tentacle that she just didn't notice uh, swept, sweeps up behind her and smashes her down to the deck, just laying her out unconscious. So at this point, Captain Grimudgeon is unprotected and tentacles are weaving all around him. For that to happen, those tentacles have to have some perception. You know, the tentacle couldn't have accidentally snuck on it. So do we think that these tentacles have eyes or some sort of other sensory organ that's letting them know where things are? I don't know. Is that what you think? It's probably not what Army thinks. Well, no, but I'm, I'm just also wondering because twice now I have invoked my power where I kind of get like a radiant light around me. Was there any noticeable reaction? Like did the tentacle shy away from that sudden light? Yeah, you noticed that when you were using that power when you were attacking it seemed to react negatively towards you. Yeah, but see, I, and I don't know if Army realizes that yet. She may just think it's because she smashed it so hard. Okay, all right, moving on. Cassander, uh, you, what are you doing? 
I am going to continue to try to save this mast. How's that sound? Sure, go for it. Great. Grrr, disadvantage. 18. Okay, so uh, yeah, that'll connect. Ooh, 13 damage. All right, so you are standing there kind of mid-ship, snapping away at these tentacles. You're definitely doing a lot of damage to it. You're not biting through it, but you're ripping chunks off of it. Question. I did some more of this reading thing you guys do sometimes, and apparently I can uh, knock things prone, but that's not going to help me with tentacles, right? Because my bite does DC 13 strength or knocked prone, but that's not going to help with tentacles, so it doesn't matter. Okay. No, just you, you can't knock just a tentacle checking. prone. Just Sorry, checking. buddy. That's fine. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. All right, so uh, you are standing there midship, ripping chunks out of this tentacle. Uh, it has not completely disengaged, but there's a lot less of it now. As you are doing this, you hear another shout from Kari towards the bow of the ship. She has lost her footing, and she is actually gripping on to the harpoon almost parallel to the ground, or the deck, I should say, as the tentacles are wrapped around her waist, about to rip her overboard. And uh, Underwater Dane. Underwater Dane is uh, coming up to the rescue. He quick draws his, uh, well, his rapier's already out, but he flourishes it in the water experimentally and uh, finds that since the blade is so narrow, it, it still does flourish pretty well despite the thick environment, and then uh, swims quickly toward the first of these stranded sailors. And with a, a whip slash and a 12 to hit, does a 12 hit a tiny tentacle? No, but... You killed uh, the sailor, so he's out of the misery. <laughs> he got his artery, he's going to bleed out quick. You know, it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't connect to do damage, but you do basically thwack at the tentacle with your blade, and it loosens up. Exciting! All right, and, uh, and it it loosens up enough for the sailor to actually wriggle free as he struggles in the water. Dane idly considers the fact that they uh, don't respond to his presence in the water, but they do respond to his thwacking, and uh, then he'll uh, swim to a second sailor and draw his dagger and. Attack that one with a natural 20, obviously, oh, wow. because this is how this works. Good job. I'm, uh, I'm going to be real glad I got out my dice brick today. <laughs> 36 points of damage as my uh, trusty dagger that I will never leave home without again cuts through this tentacle twice over and then uh, stabs up the little pipeline that might be delivering blood or ichor or something and, and is otherwise extremely awesome and effective. You know, with a crit hit like that, I'm going to let you save the other two sailors as well. You slice through the tentacle so cleanly, it just falls apart and they are all a little bit dazed, but swimming back to the surface quite easily. Yes! Army, what are you doing? Alright, Army is going to sort of stand from her crouched position where she was by the sailor she had just thrown over, and she's going to rush over toward um, the captain and Tash, and as I'm running, the um, head of my 
Warhammer is going to start to glow brightly uh, with light. And again, I, I don't necessarily realize that I'm the one doing that, but when I arrive, I'm holding what essentially is like a torch in my hand. And as you run up the stairs with this brightly burning Warhammer in your hand, a mass of tentacles lunges towards you. You have two options here. You may either engage it in combat or tell me how you would like to creatively use a skill to dodge out of the way and continue up towards the captain. So we're on a pirate ship. At some point, someone has to grab a hold of the rigging and do that like parabolic arc out over top of the water and then come on the other side. Might as well be me. I approve. You want me to roll some sort of dexterity for that? That feels like acrobatics, but I I could argue that it's also athletics. Well, I would prefer acrobatics since that's what I'm... Well, then, hey, it's acrobatics, absolutely. And this five brought to you by failure. It would be an eight total. I believe I have an inspiration token. Yeah, you absolutely do. So you could uh, use that for a re-roll if you'd like. Yeah, since I don't want to die here, I'll give myself advantage on that roll. And that will be a 13 plus 3, 16 on that acrobatics. All right, so as you are running, this massive tentacles kind of lunges towards you. Without even breaking stride, you reach out with your free hand, grab one of the ropes from the rigging and with your momentum of running up the stairs just kick off the side of the ship and uh, you swing out and then you kind of arc back and your and your weight pulls you back like a pendulum but you're a nice big sweeping arc and you alight almost perfectly i gotta do a superhero landing you know like one knee down hammer on the ground okay yep take it back perfect perfect superhero landing on the deck right next to Captain Grimudgeon. Uh, and let's go down to uh, the wolf. What is, what's Cassandra the wolf doing? Has the situation changed enough for him to think that this tentacle is going to relent on the mast and he should go somewhere else? Or because I know Dane, something is ch- I I know something has changed for Dane, but Cassandra doesn't necessarily know something has changed and Dane is changing course because he has affected the battle some way, shape, or form. You know what? Why don't we just do, um, let's call it investigation. Let's do an investigation check. We haven't done one of those in a while. Also at disadvantage because poison eats shit. Yeah, poison, man. Eats shit, poison. You really shouldn't go into battle poison. I mean, I don't know what you're thinking You know, I wish that we had like a cleric or something who could do some sort of healing. Oh, wait. No, that, that that pirate girl swinging through the air? No, she's a monk. Don't worry about her. Not a monk. Yep, you sure are. I just want to let everyone know that that disadvantage roll was a 10 and a 20. So, fuck you, Poison. Investigation. Oh, shit. Uh, So that's still a 14 as a wolf. All right, so as you are standing there, you can sense that the tentacles that were basically trying to yank the ship overboard that has lessened a little bit you are fairly certain that the tentacles will continue to do what they're doing but with the crew 
attacking them and fighting back a little bit. You think that the tide is turning in your favor at this point. There's still a lot of risk, though. There, there is still no guaranteed win that you can see. Right. Okay, so then I will I will do more of the same then. If it's not like we're mopping up, you know what I'm saying? If we're still just like just over the hump. Mm-hmm. 12 doesn't hit. That does not connect with tentacles. I'm sorry. That's fine. I didn't want to touch them with my mouth anyway. Phrasing. So, uh, Dane, what are you doing? You just saved three sailors who were knocked overboard. Dane will will swim triumphantly, uh, breaking the surface of the water and gasping for air along with the three lizardmen sailors. He looks at them, and from somewhere in his drinking uh, around the the kitchen memories, their names come back to him. He says, Mamora, Hadnebi, Nasid, did you survive, or are you alright? And obviously they respond with nothing but adulation and uh, praise for his uh, fantastic dagger work, uh, as far as he cares to wait and find out. And then he will turn quickly toward uh, one of the tentacles that that continues to kind of rock the ship and uh, stab at that, unless he sees anything immediately more pressing. From where you are in the water, you see that basically two larger tentacles are still draped over the railing trying to rock the ship into the water towards you. Mm -hmm. And you also see that another tentacle has smashed a giant hole into the hull near the waterline. Well, he doesn't think stabbing will patch that hole. He hopes the sailors that he saved might get to that. And, uh, yeah, in fact, he'll say that. He says, I'll take on the giant tentacles. You go for the hole. Save the ship. Save the salt offering. I like to think that because Dane's actually drunk, that's what he thinks he's saying. But it's actually like, hey, Pumbaa, Ahab, frankincense, you guys all right? Huh? I'll have you know... (laughs) That he had two glasses of beer in his stomach for all of 12 minutes. There was no time to metabolize any of that. It just came right back up. Gotcha. Okay, okay. You know what? I I think we need to re-roll characters. Puma, Ahab, and Frankincense. The new adventures of Rod Iron. Shotgun Frankincense. 16 points of damage from my uh, piercing attack. Yep. And then uh, probably no reason to follow up with a dagger because it'll only do real sad damage thanks to Rogue. Uh, so um, after that, I'll, I'll uh, um, use my remaining movement from a bonus action to dash to help the sailors into the ship if they need help. They probably don't, but uh, it still looks heroic if they I flop out of the water like a, uh, a dolphin gracefully beaching itself and then uh, offer them a hand up. All right, so do you want to get to the actual deck and help them up on the deck, or do you want to crawl into this hole that was smashed into the hole? Oh, I, I assumed, yeah, that I was helping them into the hole, because I assume okay, they're yeah. going to patch that with something, because they're sailors. They probably have carpentry tools in their inventory. I don't know. Okay, yeah, that totally works out. Army, let's go back to you here. You have uh, Superhero landed at the... Uh, side of Captain Grimudgeon. He is still wrestling with the ship's wheel. You notice right then that uh, while he is definitely struggling, he doesn't appear injured in any way. 
and there are no tentacles attacking him. However, there are tentacles wrapping themselves around Tash, who is lying unconscious on the deck on the other side, uh, kind of like a, uh, a python <laughs> wrapping around a victim to smother it to death. So for my first action, I'm going to uh, bring the hammer around and down and try to smash the tentacle that's taking Tash to get it to let go. With an 18 on the die. Absolutely. Nice. For 11 points of damage. And then I'm hoping that we are in a world of movie physics. Because what I want to do is I want to spin and I want to use my hammer to chop down on the side of the wheel and basically just spin it like a, a top tr trying to break it free of the tentacle hold. That absolutely will work. Yes. Uh, give me an attack roll to connect. Come on. Fuck. Um, 11? That's good enough. Yes. Actually, 12. Roll damage. You're not going to do damage, but the amount of damage will tell me how much you break free. 12. 12 points of damage. Ah, ah, ah. All right. So uh, you not only smash through the tentacle that was holding Tash uh, as you use the weight of your blow to essentially rip the ship sideways. Uh, it lurches. Everyone almost falls to their feet. But that combined with Captain Grimudgeon's skill and strength combined with what Scales and Dane were doing underwater, you suddenly feel a jolt. And Captain Grimudgeon shouts out with glee, Yes, we've broken free of the rudder. We're, we, we can move now. You, you hear some uh, watery, flippery applause coming from a hole in the ship. But I do like to think that, like, the camera was stationary on uh, Garudgeon and I, and then when the ship spun so quickly, I just got flung off frame. <laughs> At this point, the tide is really turning in your favor. The, the storm has lightened a little bit. Captain Grimudgeon, now that the rudder is free is actually pulling the ship sharply to the side and trying to get it away from this mass of tentacles. The remaining crew has definitely rallied, and they are working together to uh, cut away at some of the tentacles along the side, and they're heaving these larger tentacles off. Now that the ship is moving again and everyone is able to work together a little bit better, it really only takes a few minutes of cooperation to get all of the tentacles off the ship, and the ship is absolutely free. One of the masts is almost broken all the way through and kind of leaning dangerously to the side, but it is not completely snapped. The rails of the ship are smashed and broken. The ship is dangerously low in the water, but it is not sinking. And actually, as soon as everything breaks free, Grimudgeon orders almost all of the crew below decks to start manning the pumps, which are big manual pumps, to, to get the water out of the hull. And they start uh, patching the hull itself and getting the water out of there. So... You successfully save the salt offering. 
Yay. And uh, you all you all get to work <laughs> saving the rest of the ship with some hard manual labor. I would like to say that I have mending and I would like to use that to help healing the ship, literally. Yeah, absolutely. That's not a problem. I would like to say that Dane uh, supervises and does a lot of telling people what to do and encouraging them and being seen at the center of things so it's implied by just position and social pressure that he's in charge but he does no actual work i accept that uh so army will go around trying to tend to the wounded somewhat poorly trying to administer first aid but yet somehow all the people she tends seem to get better quickly so you all recover you are working on the ship you're kind of rebuilding parts of it Obviously, you don't have enough supplies to really rebuild the ship and fix it properly. You're kind of cannibalizing parts of it to get wood that you need to patch some of the holes and rebuild and reinforce and all that kind of stuff. But you manage to keep uh, the salt offering functioning and sailing. With these repairs underway, it takes about another three days kind of limping through the water, so to speak. And uh, on the morning of... The fourth day, you can see a dark shape on the horizon, and, and you, you hear the very stereotypical land ho cries, and uh, everyone in the crew just has that uh, sigh of relief because they're, they're nearing their destination finally, and they're making it. The three of you are actually up at the helm with Captain Grimudgeon at this point. He has taken over piloting the ship for these last three days just to make sure everything is okay. And he points across the bow at the landmass in front of you. And he goes, yep, there it is. Just give it one more second. And he's basically waiting for uh, that exact moment when the sunrise breaks the horizon and hits in that very cinematic reveal of where you're going there and he points and the sun cuts through the clouds right over the horizon and you see a massive cliff cutting through the water up into the air it's easily 500 feet tall Uh, It appears to just be a raw black rock, rugged and sharp, jutting out. Uh, And you see that behind it, there is an island. And this, this rock is part of the mountains. That, the, this, that are on this island here. And you can see a city. You see burning torches. You see buildings. It's all still a little ways away, so you, you don't have a clear picture of what's in front of you, but you see civilization. You see very clearly a city in front of you on land. Oh, civilization, bars, social life, we're saved. With a barking laugh of joy, Captain Grimudgeon, there it is. Stormbreaker Port. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, 
then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the drive-thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.